You know, there's a lot of spirituality in commercials. You realize that? Because that phrase, you are not you when you're hungry, is actually very true. Because here's the thing, we are hungry people a lot of the time. And I'm not just talking about the hunger for food. I'm talking about the hunger for the soul. It's a longing for something more than what we have. Or that longing to somehow satisfy the deep desires of our lives. And to satisfy that and fill it in any way and capacity that we can find. And our history as people is, is not so good on this one. I mean, going way back to the Garden of Eden and how it all started. I mean, eating of something we weren't supposed to eat of. And, and, and it all sets in motion a longing and a hunger that ever since then has sent us searching and trying to find ways we can satisfy something that is so deep and so broken and so painful. And how do we satisfy it? Maybe we hunger for success. We want to be liked by people. We do whatever we can to be noticed. Maybe that's by, by being as smart or appearing as smart as we can. Maybe it's by becoming as successful, working as hard as we can. Maybe it's by wearing the right clothes and looking really nice so that people will be impressed by us. Maybe it's by being the popular one and trying to be the popular one at school. That's one way to try and satisfy a hunger for significance, maybe. Maybe your hunger is to simply be loved, to be appreciated, to be noticed. And, and maybe that hunger has taken you in some directions and places that you are very ashamed of, that you thought was going to be the satisfaction of that. And what you're left with is just a lot of guilt and a lot of shame and a lot of disgust. Maybe you thought, actually, I know what the satisfaction of my hunger is. I'm hungry for things. And a lot of people do this. They try to get as much stuff in their life as they possibly can. I know we don't necessarily think that way, but we start to live that way, thinking that, hey, maybe if I get that next thing or that bigger house or, or whatever it might be, that next iPhone, it might even be in response to the commercial we just saw, then I will be satisfied. But it never works. It's kind of like, uh, have you ever like had one Oreo? It's impossible. You can't have just one Oreo. Because one Oreo leads to another Oreo. They've done studies on this. They found that it is true. They are actually addictive. There's an ingredient in there that causes addiction. And it's a great, great reality because it explains a lot. And it explains a lot about a lot of things for us. We are addictive kind of people. And when we're hungry, it doesn't surprise me, I guess, that we would try to fill that hunger and that desire with whatever we can to somehow find what we're longing for. But the answer is not going to be found in all the things I've named. Because the ultimate hunger we all have is a hunger for relationship with God. It's a soul hunger. It's on the deeper level of who we are. We are longing for him, whether you know it or not. I think it's pretty amazing when you think about how Jesus comes into this world as savior of the world and how his earthly ministry early on begins. It actually begins with him going out into the desert for 40 days and not eating anything. And I'm just thinking, okay, if I go three hours or four hours without something, I start getting crabby. How about 40 days? 
And yet after 40 days and through those, those days, Jesus is tempted. And as the scripture says, he was tempted in every way as we are yet was without sin. And one of those temptations is in that moment of despair, you would think of being so hungry and the evil one comes and says, hey, turn these, these stones into bread. I mean, after all, he's, he's God and in, in the flesh, I mean, he could, nobody's looking. I mean, who, who cares? Turn the stones into bread. Who would know? Jesus turns to him and he says, no, I'm not going to do that. Because God has given us bread and it goes beyond just the bread of the body. It's bread for the soul. His word, he says, living on every word, the bread of life, as it were. Interestingly, he would be called the bread of life. He is the word made flesh. Jesus, who comes among his people one who is tempted in every way, one who faces hunger. There's another one, I love this. He, they were going through uh, Samaria. This is a place that if you were Jewish, you would not walk through. They were considered disgusting, unclean, outcasts. Um, they were not welcome. And uh, talk about wanting to build a big, big, large fence, as it were. In those days, they would have done it if they could have between Samaria and, and where they lived. And you know what? Here's the thing. They're walking through, and there's this woman by a well. And the disciples go into town to get food. Jesus, it says, starts talking to this woman, uh, countercultural to even talk to a woman, but a Samaritan woman even more so. And, and they talk about spiritual things and talk about living water and, and worshiping God and, and truth and, and spirit and, and all these amazing things. And the disciples come back and they're surprised to see him talking to the woman. And then they said, hey, uh, Rabbi, you, you need something to eat? And and Jesus responds and says, I have food you know nothing about. And they all think, well, what, did somebody else bring him food? We, we went in town to get him food. How come he, he already ate? Like, come on, are you kidding me? And, and, and then Jesus says, the food I'm talking about is doing the will of the Father. That satisfies. You've got Jesus who goes without food. You've got food that is about him serving. And, and then that, that time comes where people have gathered and he's, He's preaching, he's teaching about the kingdom, and, and he says just this really wacky thing. He says, my body is food. Um, and, and he talks about his blood is, is drink. And, and it says that day that when he mentioned that, uh, many people stopped following him because it was a really hard teaching. And I, I mean, if, if you didn't grow up with this, let's just be honest, it's really kind of weird to think about, right? It's like, what? His body, his blood, what? what? But then it comes together that night, just this night, Monday, Thursday, it was the Passover night. They gathered in the upper room. Jesus said, go prepare the Passover. It was to be the, the lamb that they would eat that night to, as, long, as well with uh, bitter herbs that would be a reminder of, of God's rescue from slavery in Egypt, when they had been really enslaved for 430 years, and that Passover night where the blood of the lamb was put on the doorpost and, and death passed over any house that was covered in the blood. And, and that night they, they celebrated that meal of rescue. And Jesus turns the conversation. He says, now a new covenant I give you. God gave you a covenant in the days of old, but I give you a new covenant. It's a covenant of my love. And that covenant would come by way of Jesus saying, take and eat. This is my body 
given for you. And, and their minds are going, wait a minute, the, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. I kind of remember John the Baptist calling you that. Oh, the Lamb of God, take and eat, this is my body. And, and then saying, take and drink, this is my blood, shed for the forgiveness of all of your sins. That hunger and that thirst for a restored relationship with God that can't be satisfied in any other way, in any other capacity, with any other thing or any other activity. No, instead God enters right into our hunger, right into our despair, right into the brokenness, right of when we think, there's no way God could love me. And Jesus says, I love you. And he offers himself. And just a few hours later, he would be arrested and he would go the way of a cross where he would make that sacrifice once and for all, for all people. The blood that would be shed that would cleanse people of their sin. The blood that Jesus said is forgiveness for you. My body, which is given for you. As they bruised that body and he was scourged and broken. But he does it willingly. He does it purposely in order to be the answer for our longing to know that we matter to someone. That God has loved us enough to pay the ultimate price of all the times we were searching to satisfy our hunger in all the wrong ways. Jesus comes to be the answer that we long for tonight. You know what I've been thinking about a lot? Just thinking about Cookie Monster cannot wait, right? It's like, I can't wait for cookies, right? And you know, I, I'm so pumped tonight. We have all of these young people who have been preparing to receive the presence of Almighty God, to receive this gift that satisfies the soul. Your wait is over. We're going to celebrate that together tonight. God is going to bless you. He's going to touch you with his mercy and his grace and reminders of his presence He's going to strengthen your faith. He's going to connect you with, with that reality of who you are as a baptized child of God. He's going to remind you that he is not about to give up on you, no matter what you've done, no matter what you're going through. His love for you is complete. And our wait is over to receive that in a very special way tonight in this precious meal. Let's prepare our hearts for that. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Because so many times we live our lives as hangry people. We are hungry. We are moody. We are shaped by our circumstances and our brokenness. And Lord, so often we try to avoid it all. By trying to fill our stomachs and our minds and our eyes and everything with things that do not satisfy. The things of this world that glisten, that seem so promising, and yet, Lord, they are not you. And so that longing of our hearts and souls is empty. We long for something more. And you come among us tonight to feed us in such a profound way with your presence. And Lord, we pray for all of us here who will receive this gift and this sacrament. Lord, may you bless us with your presence. Satisfy that longing and remind us you truly are here. And you are for us. That we really truly are more ourselves when we find that soothing of our soul as our hunger is satisfied in you. We praise you for that, Jesus, as you live as the Father and the Spirit is one God now and always. Amen.